Welcome in to the 143. This is Under Review, your favorite sports podcast, coming at you live with episode 60. That's right. We have made it to the big 6-0, where this episode we will be breaking down the Cowboys' last season. We know y'all have been waiting on it. Y'all have been waiting on the Cowboys' reflection show, and um, that's what we're here to give you today. Um... If we had won the Super Bowl, this would be a really fun show. Absolutely. Yes, we we would have tons of good things to say. We would be maybe in a little bit better mood. But seeing as how that's not the case, we kind of have a lot of critiques and things negative to say about the Cowboys and just improvements that we would need to make in the future. Yeah, so this is about last season and then just some things that we hope to see in the next season. And we will definitely be having more Cowboys shows in the offseason as more developments happen. Or, or it'll it'll be like last offseason where nothing happened. And I mean, who knows? Yeah, you never know with Jerry Jones. We certainly don't. Uh, but we're going to dive in with the stat of the week brought to you by our sponsor, Andrews Logistics. The stat for you this week is a doozy. It is Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions with 15 interceptions. And the crazy part about it is he played only 12 games. Mm, so if you can do the math there, that would mean that he did not play in all of the games in the NFL season. He basically missed a third, almost a third of the NFL season, yet, and still led the league in picks. Yet he still led the league in picks, which is crazy, and it's very... Um, you want to do the math again? It's demeaning. It is demeaning. As a Cowboys fan. Do the math again. That's about 1.25 picks a game. That's more than one pick a game. Which is pretty pretty bad. Not great. That's pretty bad. It's really bad. And even to end it off, the uh, the playoff elimination game it came down to, he had two picks that game, mm-hmm. I believe. He did. Which we will dive into here in a second. Oh, we will dissect it. Once, once we get through with the introductories, as per usual, your player of the week, you knew it was coming, okay? Oh, boy. William Byron, all right? Won at Las Vegas this weekend. All right. The first, he swept the first two stages, led 176 of the total 271 laps. So do the math, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing he it. led over half the race, had his Dominate. way out there on the track, ran a disgustingly good car, just had his way with everybody out there, and brought home the victory for Mr. Rick Hendrick. So I thank you. For leading the pack well, I uh, I need to probably step in here and say that um, the last couple of weeks, normally player of the week is uh, themed around what our episode is going to be. In the last couple of weeks, it's obviously been NASCAR, which is totally fine. Just when you see the NASCAR post on our Instagram, uh, just know that the episode not normally it, it's not all about NASCAR. I feel like we have to clarify that because I've been getting some questions fielded by our listeners recently about. Um, Oh, your new episode's about NASCAR, and I have to tell them, no, that's just the player of the week. Or instead week. of asking the question, you could just go and listen to the episode and then figure it out. Well, we, yeah, no, we just, Nick's, this is Nick's sport. Um, well, they could probably talk to you for a full 25 minutes and more about NASCAR. I just NASCAR. feel like as Americans, you have a right to know what's going on in the general sports world, okay? Because we get, some people gripe at us for only talking about the Cowboys and only no, talking no, about this, invalid. that, and the other. That's valid. But I figured we could just broaden the horizons and let everyone know what's going on in the entire sports world. This is a NASCAR house, and the public is going to have to accept that. 
Um, me, Ian, and Nick all watch NASCAR on Sunday afternoons, mm-hmm. mainly Nick. And so, um, but, I mean, the critics can keep coming at us, Nick, because this is a Cowboys episode, and we're here to talk Cowboys. And you know what? If you don't like it... Let's go ahead and jump right in. Keep listening. Just keep listening and uh, keep hating. That's all I got to say. Let's do it. Nick, biggest takeaway from the Dallas Cowboys season. So, obviously, we alluded to it a little bit at the beginning of the episode with our stat, but I think Dak is a, presents a huge problem for the Cowboys because he seems to fail in the big moments. And what it ultimately came down to in that last game of the season against the 49ers was poor quarterback play because we held the 49ers, okay, an offense that had been unstoppable the entire season. No one had an answer for them, and our defense held them to 19 points. That is 12 through three quarters, 19 total points. And if you had told me that before the game, the Cowboys would hold them to 19 points. I would have been like, well, then we would for sure win, right? Because that all that means is we need we would need three touchdowns. And that seemed that would seem so easy. But unfortunately, our poor quarterback play did not allow that to happen. And so Dak is my main problem. I am a <clears throat> I'm actually gonna have to second that. Um in a big way, y'all know all season I've been talking about Dak, and I mean, th- I I felt like this was his season. This was his opportunity to show to either prove everyone right or prove everyone wrong, and he proved me right in showing that Dak is not cut out for the big moments. Okay, he was given an amazing defense, top three defense in the league this year, an amazing receiving core. Okay, there were some good weapons there, good tight end, great running backs. Good O-line. Dak could not get the job done when we needed him to get it done. You know when he got it done? Against Tampa. You know, Tampa was one of the worst-ranked secondaries in the league. Okay, they were not what they were when they won the Super Bowl. So it was great to see Dak light him up. But what Dak has shown time and time again is that when we have a big lead, he will play well. But when we need him to come from behind, that is not his specialty. Also, that was the worst team in the playoffs by far. They were the only team they, with a losing, losing record. record. So it's nothing to be proud of to beat them. We were supposed to beat them. Everyone was expecting that. And but, also, I think Dak is starting to become kind of similar to Kirk Cousins, mm. to where despite all those interceptions, he can still give you a solid regular season he record. He can. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is can you deliver in the playoffs? And he, I think he's proven that he cannot. Uh, he's definitely proven that he cannot. You, if you can't get past the second round, I mean, the playoffs are tough. But the te- the thing is, we've built a team around Dak that is so good, so talented, and it is. He's been called on twice in a row against the same team to come through in the final minute of the game. Honestly, the final quarter, and he's just played terribly. I mean, against San Francisco, first half he looked okay, second half. He went back to the, the way that he's always been. And that's not really on anyone else except for Dak. The fact that our defense was so good and it was our offense that cost us the season, the offense only revolves around one guy, and that's the quarterback. So you have to put the loss on the quarterback. I think the other thing that kind of proves that point is, so obviously the first game of the season, we played the Bucks and we got – Absolutely whooped, but obviously the notable thing was at the end of was towards the end of that game, 
Dak had that thumb deal, mm-hmm. and so he was obviously going to be out for X amount of weeks. And so we brought in Cooper Rush, right? And so he served as a serviceable backup, right? He did exactly what you're meant to do as a backup. Like, no one cares about the stats, this, that, and the other. It's just, can you win? And he did, right? His his record as a starter this season was 4-1. and one. He won four games and lost one game, okay? Right. He was able to use the weapons that were given, right? He still, with everyone, with all the guys around him, with this, um, with the defense, with the skill positions, with the O-line, he still found ways to win the game. And that was with a quarterback who I would say is way less talented than mm-hmm. Dak, and I think everyone knows that. But he just was way more efficient with the ball, and so he was still able to win us games. And so I think it comes down to if we put a – um, a comp- uh, like a quarterback that's competent in that position, I think they have the weapons around them to where they could survive and honestly lead us through the playoffs. I think Dak this season shows us the underlying problems the Cowboys have had for the last 20-plus years. You know what it is, Nick? Jerry Jones gets attached and does not let go. Okay, football is one of those what-have-you-done-for-me-now sports and probably the biggest one out there there is there's no you know third fourth fifth chances you should be given a guy okay but he did it for jason garrett he did it for tony romo he's doing it for dak he's doing it for zeke he's doing it for mike mccarthy all these guys once they've had their opportunities and they have shown now twice in a row that they can't get the job done they've got to be replaced and dak is the biggest one that has to be replaced what if i if i was jerry jones what i would do right now is Dak still has some good trade value. Trade Dak, get some draft value, get another quarterback, like another quarterback in the draft, and, I mean, try to do it with him. Because what everyone is showing you right now, the successful teams, young quarterbacks on rookie contracts are the move. Build the team around them. Then you have a lot more money for everyone else. Dak is sucking up the cap space that we have on this team. And it's limiting us to do anything else with other guys. I mean, his contract is so huge, and he's everyone knows that he's not worth maybe he's worth maybe half that money, if even half that. But I like what Joseph was saying, and I do think he still presents a lot of trade value because he's still decently young enough to where he can still have a longish career somewhere else. So I do think we could somehow trade him and then draft a quarterback. And then with the weapons that we have on this team right now, we would be able to build around him and hopefully he could be our guy. But Jerry Jones is the problem because it's like when he drafts you, it's kind of once a cowboy, always a cowboy. Yep, and it doesn't work like that anymore. Because the huge issue... At first, I remember whenever we were talking about Jerry, this was like a long time ago, was the Jason Garrett deal when he went like three three seasons. We were eight and eight, like three years in a row or something like that. And it was like after the, after the first time, he should have been gone. But then he just kept letting him hang around. And he's doing the same thing with Dak. He's doing the same thing with Zeke. Zeke is also sucking up cap space. He and is, he is not way. as valuable as he was when we first drafted him. Like... He was a beast. I'll give it to you. He was a beast at the beginning of his career, but he has slowly declined, and obviously Tony Pollard has proven himself, I think, as a viable running back one option last year, 
So I think if we give the job to Pollard and maybe trade Zeke and Dak, we could help us right. get a better quarterback for future. I, I think in everybody else is showing the Cowboys what to do. Having a great defense is um, is awesome. Nobody's complaining about having a great defense. But what gets it done in this league is not the defense. It's the offense right now. Okay, the Bills had an amazing defense, and the Bills did not even make it to the conference championship. Like, neither did we, and we had a top defense. The Niners lost. The Niners, it came down to their defense because Brock Purdy got hurt, and they, they couldn't get it done. High-scoring offenses are what wins in the league right now. The Bengals, the Chiefs, the Eagles this year, I mean, the, the dominant teams had high Are dominated offenses. by their offense. I mean, the Niners yes. had a high-scoring offense, and that's why they were able to be so successful. The defense doesn't exactly win the games. The defense just keeps you in it. And obviously, this is the same discussion that the Jets organization and Jets fans are having right now, right? They have a stellar defense, lots of young, incredible talent on offense, but they're just missing a quarterback, right? Zach Wilson is obviously not the guy. People have known that all season long, and so now they're trying to scramble around and maybe find another guy. Obviously, Derek Carr is a saint, so... Um, Derek Carr has been, yeah, Derek Carr has been He's not going to, we were wanting to see him in the Jets uniform, but unfortunately that didn't happen to him. So I guess the only option out there for them, unless they want to draft a guy, would be Aaron Rodgers. I think they should draft a guy, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Update as well, Tony Pollard has been franchise tagged, so he'll be back next year uh, for the Cowboys, which we're happy about. Um, It's good. But running back was not really our main concern right now. It, it really needs to be quarterback, and we need to figure out. Either Dak works very, very hard this offseason to overcome his mental blocks that he has because what it is is in the moments we need him most, he, he has no confidence in, his, in himself. You know, you can tell he has no confidence in his arm. He does the short checkdowns instead of the deep throws he should be making. And when he tries a deep throw like the one to Gallup on that out route, the Gallup, Gallup was just wide open on the street, down the field, he just completely missed him. I was going to say, poor decision-making, too, is a huge part of it. Like, I remember there was a play in the third quarter. It was, like, third and long or whatever, and we sent Mm. T.Y. Hilton on a seam, and obviously C.D. was on a seam on the other side of the field, and C.D. was double-covered, and T.Y. Hilton was left wide open. You throw it to T.Y., he gets tackled maybe at the 5. Maybe he scores, depending on how fast he decides scored. to run. But he throws it into double coverage, and then obviously we end up having to punt, and so we have to can that drive. And so it came down to the play was drawn up and ran correctly, but the quarterback's poor decision is what ultimately ruined it. it it's tough. This, this season really... It's not put on coaching. It's really not put. It's definitely not put on the defense. It really wasn't any of the offensive guys' fault. It, this this season came down to the poor decision making by our quarterback. That's what lost us the big games. Okay, Jacksonville was the same way. The game we needed to win to actually probably win the NFC as a conference. Like we would have been number one. We lost to Jacksonville on a pick. Not that it was Dak's fault that it was picked off. But it was a bad decision because he was covered at the time. Well, and also the other thing is it shouldn't have even made it to overtime, mm-hmm. right? Because we had the ball um, inside two minutes, and so we should have just closed out the game, right? You just get a 
one or two more first downs and then just kneel the clock out. And we couldn't even do that. So yeah, we ended up the having to punt the ball back to them and then they drove down the and field and ended up kicking a field goal, tied, Packers, and then went to overtime. The Packers game was the same way. You Up by 14 in the fourth quarter, it never should have gone into overtime. So it really just, you look at the decision-making, it's just when Dak, Dak is just not great on the third down when you need him a lot. He is just not looking great for Dak. I don't think that one more season is going to convince me of anything unless he somehow, unless he comes out and he just works very, very hard at it and is a different quarterback next season. But we've I, seen the same Dak for seven years now. I don't want to see Dak in a Cowboys uniform, I got to be honest. And it, this, I guess about this time last year, we were talking about the exact same thing. This is this is basically it's the same almost episode. like word for word exactly what we were discussing last year, and we were like, well, maybe Dak will do this, that, and the other in the off season. Maybe he'll work hard. Maybe he'll figure it out. And then he didn't, and we're right here a year later, sitting saying the same old song, right? And so I would just like to see a change. I th- I think what we need is a change. I think you see in the NFL when things not when things aren't working, the smart GMs. I mean, you got to cut ties and you got to bring somebody else in. Sometimes the offense, defense, whatever needs a revamp. And right now, our offense needs a revamp. Okay. CD, I mean, one of the positives of this season was CD Lamb coming out and showing that he is a number one receiver in this league. But you can't only throw it to one guy. That's why he was double covered by San Francisco. They knew where the ball was going to. I mean, you need your quarterback to make uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he has at least one reception and nine different guys every game. So they never know who it's going to. Even Travis Kelsey, like, you, you don't know who he's going to throw it to. And they had a pretty horrible wide receiver room. I mean, McCole Hardman's pretty good, and then Kadarius Toney's okay, but, like, he couldn't stay healthy. But for the most part, they had some mediocre receivers who would be wide receiver three, wide receiver four, if you stuck them mm-hmm. on any other team. But he's completing passes to ten different guys a week, figuring out how to make do with what he had and he won the Super Bowl with it. I and I think that's what that's what Dak if people I mean not even just Dak, quarterbacks in the league need to look at Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yes, he's got a lot of talent, but also his decision making this season was very, very on point. It he he looked for the open guy, not for the flashy throw, which has been something Patrick Mahomes has needed to work on. And he did, and he worked on it, and he got it down this season. He always looked for the open guy and not the not the crazy throw, you know, not the highlight reel. And so that's what got them the Super Bowl win. I think what also kind of holds us back from letting Dak go is, I would say, in, okay, at least in my opinion, I think letting a quarterback go or trading and getting a new quarterback is probably one of the scariest things. It is. As a team that you can do because that is what could change your team the most, right? Right. So in that area of change, you don't know exactly what you could be getting. So hypothetically, if we trade Dak and get a really good draft pick and we draft whoever in this upcoming draft, um, it's just going to be scary because we're not going to know what we're getting out of this guy. But I think if we develop him, then he could be a viable option for us in the future and maybe our franchise guy. Hypothetically, trade Dak, okay? We also have a number 26, I think the number 26 or 27 pick in the draft. If you trade up 
there are some good QB prospects in this draft. I don't really want – I honestly am looking at Richardson from Florida. I think he could be developed into a pretty good talent. But you would have to trade – and but it's doable because if you trade Dak, that team would then have a quarterback, an experienced quarterback. Because, well, I mean, Anthony Richardson, big guy, strong arm. Um, he has all the measurables that you want. Obviously, he's kind of – I he's would say lots of raw talent, kind of but loose you know cannon. But you know like that? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think if you put him in the right situation, and obviously with the NFL coaches and mm-hmm. all that stuff that the Cowboys have, we could be able to help shape him into the Cowboys quarterback of the future. And that's just what I think we hope we both – it's not going to happen. Dak is staying as the quarterback. And obviously if – Let's say that does happen. Obviously, if we don't win a Super Bowl this year, we're not going to be like, oh, cut this guy because right. it's his first year. You know, We're trying to settle him in, get him used to the offense, get him used to the overall atmosphere. But the difference is, is that Dak has had seven years. multiple, multiple chances. Okay, This year, he had an incredibly good squad. La- or I guess last year last he had an incredibly good too. squad. Then two years ago, when we lost the 49ers the first time, he had an incredibly good squad again. And so he's just had multiple chances, and he has just not delivered. And so I say it is high time we get rid of this guy. But we are not, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, so next season is looking like it will pretty much be the same thing. Have a good regular season and probably early postseason exit. Which, like, 12-5 and five is great and all, but... We did just as good. We ended up in the exact same spot as the Jets, and they were 9-7-1. and one. So you tell me what the difference is because I don't see a difference. I don't either. And honestly, the Giants are looking like their future is brighter than ours. So uh, you stay stagnant in the NFL, and you're going to get worse. You know, you can't just sit there on what you have. If it doesn't work, get rid of it. I mean, absolutely. I think that's what other teams have been doing, and that's what's been working for them, mm-hmm. right? Like, you see, the 49ers have been, like, rifling through quarterbacks, like, left and right, and they made it to the NFC Championship. The guy that was drafted very last in the draft turned out to be an amazing QB in the NFL. I mean, who would have thunk it? You don't even have to trade up to draft a first-rounder. Just draft a quarterback this draft, and I think they might. I, I mean, there's just been plenty of good, solid Cooper Rush quarterbacks too. in the game today that were just taken late mm-hmm. in the draft like we just said Brock Purdy obviously the most obvious example of all time is Brady yep. right because he was taken st- extremely late in the draft and he's the goat and he always will be I think this draft I take somebody third fourth round just take a Snag quarterback somebody. just take a quarterback please and just take a shot on like why not yeah i mean you you got to draft someone anyways just take a shot on him let him let him work let him develop and then maybe we can bring him in but it, our future is not Dak Prescott Unfortunately, the future is already past Dak Prescott. Um, so that's that's what we have to say about this next season. The biggest problem on the team right now is the quarterback, and it needs to be fixed. I think once that problem gets fixed, a lot of the other issues that we have will fall into place. Yes, I agree. Because the, the quarterback is at the top right here above everyone else he on the team. He touches the ball the most. So once we fix that problem, I think that it will slow, it'll have a trickle effect down to everyone else. To where that'll help solve a lot of other issues that we have. Agreed. So, 
here is we like to end our shows on under review. I know it sounds like we have just lost a ton of hope right now, but there there is still some hope, right? right? Because you have to have something that you believe in. So I, I brought you this quote about hope. Don't lose hope. You just keep digging and things can work out. And that was brought to you by Carl Edwards. Hmm. That's that's a good way to end the show. Even Absolutely. though it seems like all, all hope is gone, we're still in it for next season because we'll be fans till the day we die. Unfortunately. Not very happy fans, but. We will be Cowboys fans. Oh, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, Carl Edwards is a NASCAR driver. Always got to end the show with NASCAR. Absolutely. Full circle. That's right. Thank y'all for tuning in this week, and we will see y'all next week with another episode of Under Review.